The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your home is probably your biggest asset. As lifestyles change, your environment needs to change too. Welcome to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment with Laura Minnep. Laura has nearly two decades of lifestyle consulting experience. She can help you improve your living situation and help maximize your home value when the time comes to move along to the next phase of your life. Now, here is your host, Laura Minnep. Good morning, everyone, and thank you again for joining us. My guest today is Susan Kosman. She is the Chief Nursing Officer for Aetna. Now, Susan was our guest a couple weeks ago, a shared guest, but we wanted to bring her back because her message is so unbelievably important. And we are coming up upon a deadline that a lot of us are unclear and or have a little bit of a fear of, and that's going to be our Medicare plan. So, and the goal of being active boomers and seniors plus tips on choosing that plan for us. And again, remember, as, as we travel through life's journey, there are always a multitude of concerns and decisions in planning for our well-being and looking to continue to be active as boomers and seniors. So now my guest, Susan Kosman, D-N-P-M-S-R-N, is the Chief Nursing Officer again for Aetna. She will be giving us insights from a survey that Aetna completed with grandparents.com to analyze the habits and perceptions of over 5,500 grandparents.com members and gauge their feelings on healthy living topics, health habits, using tech tools and offering sage advice for their families on a variety of subjects. Very, very interesting. Susan will also provide evaluation tips on making a decision for the Medicare Advantage and, of course, this prescription drug plans as we approach the end of this annual enrollment coming up on December 7th. And remember, today is December 1st. (laughs) If you are getting ready to turn 65 or want to switch your current Medicare coverage, this will be an important interview to tune into today. Help give you insights to choose a Medicare plan to suit your needs for the that are for the best for you. Now, before I turn the microphone over to Susan Kosman, I would like to give a brief introduction on her magnificent background. Susan Kosman, she is designated DNPMSRN, again, is the Chief Nursing Officer for Aetna. Susan leads nursing strategy which includes establishing a nursing presence in national healthcare and nursing communities, developing internal nursing roles and the business roles that support them, workforce planning and leadership development. She began her career with Aetna in 1995 as a Northeast Region Manager of Government Programs. Now, prior to Aetna, Susan spent 10 years in the healthcare industry. Susan is chair of the American Heart Association Greater Hartford Chapter and represents Aetna at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation Center to Champion Nursing Coalition. 
She holds a BS in nursing from SUNY Downstate, a master's organizational organizational leadership from Quinnipiac University and a doctor of nursing practice from Sacred Heart University. Now here is a big huge warm welcome to my guest Susan Kosman, Chief Nursing Officer for Aetna. Welcome Susan. Oh thank you so much Laura. Good morning and it's such a pleasure to be back with you and your audience. We really do appreciate it. And today is a big day. So this is going to be, we're going to pack in a lot of information today for our listeners because we do have a unique date coming up that is um, going to change and or enhance a lot of our lives. Before we get into that, though, Susan, I really, really am wanting to tap into this grandparents.com survey that you've done and how extremely unique and beneficial this is going to be for our listeners. It really is a great survey. We had the opportunity to partner with grandparents.com, which they're a group that publishes a website that focuses on lifestyle activities and family relationships. And they actually had about 5,500 respondents um, to the survey, and we learned some surprising uh, advice that uh, grandparents have uh, for younger generations and that they are more active than ever. Uh, some of the things that they told us were that a large number of these grandparents prefer to be called boomers over seniors, and they are working full or part-time, but they do like to stay close to their family. Um, some specifics are just about um, half, a little bit less than half, are actually consider themselves retired um, for good, but 40% are working part-time or full-time, maybe as a consultant or on a second career. Nearly one in five lives with children or other family, and about half have talked to children or grandchildren about family health history in the past six months, and that will become important as we get into the topic uh, later in our discussion. Wow, that's really interesting. So really, we say this is grandparents.com. This is, this is a specific organization group that you're working with. Correct. We partnered with them on uh, the survey, and they do have a website, uh, grandparents.com, and they uh, have a lot of resources um, out there. They see themselves as the ultimate resource for grandparents, but they really do attract audiences um, from many age groups, a a lot uh, over 50 and and above. That's interesting. So they are actually hand-in-hand, like, in touch with people that are experiencing this growing older, um, we're going to say 50-plus. So we're defining this, though. There are a couple ways of saying it, though. But you you mentioned boomers, seniors, and, and then I hear, again, this grandparents. This really is all about touching base with people that are, again, this 50-plus age group. Absolutely, and you can tell from the responses, they really represent a wide variety of uh, life circumstances and preferences, just like uh, any other age group would, really tackling some um, important questions about health and, uh, and well-being in, in these years that they're now in and experiencing. Susan, so during, during this survey, I am sure that you came across some very unique information that we probably you know, many of us think, actually many of us don't think about our future <laughs> or, 
or plan on the grandparent situation. Um, but I do know that even through our business and our um, profession, as far as changing and altering the environment surrounding those um, as we grow older and our needs change, I know that as we talk with these boomers or seniors or grandparents, it's very unique for them to start to interact with their children and their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And so I have to imagine that this survey came out with some unique um, results as far as how that interaction is actually happening. Absolutely. Uh, About um, one in two said that first becoming a grandparent gave them the best of both worlds, you yes. know, having that um, family connection and but having a different level of responsibility. More than a quarter said that a visit from family gives them the biggest mood boost, followed mm-hmm. by spending time with friends. What was very interesting were some of the responses around technology, that many of the respondents use tech for health purposes, with almost half of the grandparents doing health-related Internet searches on their mobile devices. So think about the various opportunities, whether that's a PC or your iPad, but a lot of folks really using um, their smartphones to do these kinds of searches. But they did indicate that they prefer to get health information directly from their primary providers with the majority, uh, over 57%, saying that they would turn to those health providers first for advice on a new health concern over the Internet. But they might go there afterwards to get more detail. And then interestingly enough, as they looked at technology in the lives of their grandchildren, um, the majority felt that technology had the opportunity to both help and hinder their grandchildren in terms of certainly providing a wealth of information, but potentially also getting in the way of things like physical activity and some of the things that uh, being in front of tech or using tech overwhelmingly might interfere with. Wow, that's really interesting. That, everything you just said was extremely interesting. Uh, it, so it it appears to me that these connections that grandparents or boomers and seniors are making through this technology that we have. And like you said, it involves many things, even if we're talking about an iPad or the cell phone or the internet on a computer or a laptop. Um, It also allows them, though, to get a lot of different information, it seems to me, that could be confusing. That I'm just, you know, wondering how and where is their best resources to go for this information and to also allow those that are in their life as they connect to them to not, not, you know, we don't want them to panic or (laughs) get too too involved. So how are they, how are they sorting through that? So there's a couple of ways. One, clearly when it's health-related, I think that connection with um, the pr- whoever the primary provider is, you know, that may differ for individuals and who they get um, their direct health care from, that's a great source. Um, as we get to talk a little bit more about Medicare, uh, later in the segment, there are some great sites, medicare.gov, that has really fantastic information. But one of the things, and I think this will be a theme as we talk, is that it's really important to give yourself permission to ask questions and get clarity, um, whether that's from your providers or from resources in your community in terms of there's, you said it and hit it right on the nail on the head. 
there is so much information that sometimes mm-hmm. that in and of itself can be confusing. So looking for um, places like uh, the Medicare site, again, we've talked about grandparents.com as a, as a good site as well. Um, Aetna has sites um, uh, additionally around some of the very specific benefit ideas, but really that questioning and bringing in family members into the conversation is so important. Oh, and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the communication now, and you have to thank technology because it really has opened a lot of doors. It's kind of interesting, and I know many, many people, you know, there's a lot of conversation around this, that when you communicate through technology, it allows you to say things and express things that you normally probably wouldn't maybe not have the courage to have that kind of conversation person to person. It really it can open some doors and also can have a little bit of a miscommunication at the same time. I really would like to tap in with you regarding this communication. And, you know, I want to come back and I want to talk about care plans as far as how it is that the questions come up, Susan. How do we come up with the questions? What are the questions? And then how do we follow through with these questions um, that, you know, are circulating around our health and our well-being and our future and our interaction with those around us that are part of our life. Um, we, I know this is hard to believe, but we have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> but when we come back, I would like to um, really um, delve into that, the care, whole care plan and concept of, you know, um, what we have talked and referred to it before as the map of life. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Thank you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call in to the program at one 866 472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now back to Dynamic Insights for your home environment. 
Good morning, everyone, and thank you again for joining us. Again, my guest is Susan Kosman. And Susan and I, right before the break, we were going to allow everyone to know, yes, it is okay and very, very anticipated for us to start asking questions. Now, I'm going to ask Susan to help us, guide us to how do we come up with the right questions and whom do we answer those, ask those questions of, Susan? Yeah, so there's, as we think about, and you mentioned it at the top of the show, that we're in a period right now that Medicare beneficiaries have the option called open enrollment. And in this kind of period, you want to think about, you want to step back and, and take some time to review uh, where you're at. You know, what uh, existing benefits do you have and what needs do you have? You want to think about um, in your health plan, uh, not only as the health plan for what benefits it offers, but what fits into your budget, because there are financial considerations um, for different plans. It's also important to check in um, with your family or your support system, however you uh, define that, and discuss your health history and how you're planning um, to be healthy going ahead. We talked about that a little bit before where the survey respondents, you know, ha- over half of them said they were having those kinds of conversations. And it's so important to let those around you know um, what you uh, want and, and how you want to go about that, you know, really being able to have somebody else in that conversation and bouncing ideas off of. And then there's also opportunities. You mentioned, again, there's a lot of websites to go to. Some that um, I would recommend are uh, grandparents.com slash Aetna, where you can learn more about uh, open enrollment uh, in general. And uh, and also uh, get into uh, discussions about um, what sorts of things, when you think about your own health, the questions that you might want to be asking so that, uh, you get the most out of this period if you're considering uh, making a change. And the first thing that you want to think about is what changes have there been in your own personal health that you need to manage or address in the year ahead? And what does your current plan offer you for that? You know, as an example, um, at Aetna, we have uh, a lot of nurse case managers. That isn't necessarily mm-hmm. something that folks know a lot about, but having um, a nurse case manager or the uh, ability to access nurse case managers can really help with um, care planning or when you have very specific situations where you need uh, transitions uh, managed. You, know, you might have a, uh, an event where you need certain kinds of services, and having that kind of resource at the plan can be really invaluable. So those are based on where you're at and what you're experiencing and what your health plans offer. Those are questions that you can ask during open enrollment, and many of the plans, including Aetna, have lines, uh, numbers that you can call and ask these kinds of questions, and they really welcome that because they want uh, all, all the plans really want you to be comfortable with the plan, and they want you to be educated in what's available. Other things that you can do very practically are understanding and and cataloging the medications that you're on, understanding if you switch plans, will will the cost of those change 
each of the plans has what's called a formulary, and the formulary um, has the medications on it, and it, it, there's also uh, prices associated with that. You want to investigate that and make sure that you, that decision uh, or whatever might be encompassed in that decision is included in your thinking about the cost of the plan. And then you also want to think about, and I talked about this a little earlier, that uh, primary provider. You want to understand, um, will those uh, providers that you use today, if you make a switch in plans, will they be available to you tomorrow? Are they in what's called the network? Uh, and again, you can ask all those questions up front and utilize the um, opportunity uh, in, in open enrollment. Um, some of the very practical things that uh, you can do or list out the benefits that you have, the ones that you've used in the plan. I mean, there's the ones we all think of, being able to go to the doctor, being able to get medications, but a lot of plans offer other uh, options like uh, health uh, fitness uh, reimbursements. Right. And if you, use, if you use those, you want to be sure that you're taking account of that. Or if you don't use them, maybe you can go to a plan that's costed differently um, so that uh, you don't, you're not paying for something that uh, you're not using. Uh, and preventative services are so huge, especially with um, individuals. You know, we've talked about a really wide uh, age range. There's different preventative measures that uh, should happen at different age ranges, things like mammographies, flu shots, uh, pneumonia shots, all those things you want to be uh, mindful of uh, in terms of what's um, included uh, and how you access those things. And uh, really understanding um, What's available? Again, some of the websites to start with, there's aetnamedicare.com and grandparents.com backslash Aetna, but many of the plans have uh, website, uh, websites available uh, to do that. And there's also options off of there to talk directly to folks if that's where you're more comfortable. Right. Wow. And that's a lot of information, Susan. And again, but it's it's good information because the more clear we are choosing these plans the better we're planning for our future. You really are, and I like what you have said about this nurse case manager. You really are planning for your future. And the, the, the challenging part could be for some people making the decision today for what might, might be for the future. And that would be your being proactive and your preventative, you know, um, health coverage. Um, so, if we could just tap into this, the nurse case manager, those of us who have possibly only had minor issues in our health, so we really haven't experienced anything major yet, but yet at the same time, I know that if we don't have a care plan in, in place, again, like you said, being preventative or proactive for our future, then we would we could miss out and when some if something did happen to ourselves or someone in our life we we could actually miss out on the opportunity to take advantage of what it is that medicare actually does offer is that correct um exactly and the care plan is is very um can be very broad in nature and it really involves the entire an entire team now that mm-hmm. team is is going to be very much um 
uh, created out of your personal situation. So, for example, we've talked a little bit about uh, a primary care uh, provider. Uh, some individuals may have a specialist as part of their care. Perhaps they have a condition um, that uh, is lifelong, and they and they have special care, like a cardiologist or a uh, or an endocrinologist, depending on what may be going on. Or they may access other services. And the idea behind a care manager, certainly from the health plan perspective, is to be able to be a translator and a bridge between Mm -hmm. the benefits available and the provider community so that if there are services that are part of the benefit packages or other aspects of the plan that could be beneficial to the care plan, you know, the providers are dealing with many different um, insurers, uh, including fee-for-service Medicare, and, and they're not experts in all that might be available, but they certainly are experts in what you need as an individual. So it's sort of bringing those pieces together and becoming part of that broader team along with the individual and, again, whoever they identify as their family support system, um, because it really is important to have resources along the way, to have those trusted um, advisors to ask questions to, or a comfortable place where you feel okay um, saying, I don't know, and it's okay to not know, um, and be able to ask that question. Oh, absolutely. In fact, the hard part about this, I think, or the challenging part about this whole conversation that we're having is that a lot of times in our life, and I'm going to put myself in this category as well, there's a lot of fear or misunderstanding when we're talking about healthcare professionals. It's not the first person that I warm and cozy up to. <laughs> um, so here I am. Now, now, I'm, now it's being said, okay, listen, not only do you have to warm and cozy up to the person that you have the most fear of hearing any kind of information from, because we usually don't think it's going to be um, good information, Uh, as far as our future health. But the ironic part is, is that truly that is what you're giving. You are giving more of the the advantage and the benefits of having a good care plan put together so that you, that myself or our listeners can actually think about or not think about, allow this um, ability for you to analyze and put this game plan together, this map for our future, so that we don't have to worry about it. And you're putting it in, now all of a sudden you've become part of my life team. Like, you're part of my personal well-being. Absolutely. And I, I think, and I am such a proponent of, there's so many people that can assist in this. And I completely understand that uh, individuals kind of listening to this might be say, gee, you know, I don't want to ask a question because I might not want to know the answer. Um, But I think it's so important that if you approach this as, as you might approach um, the way you plan a trip, you know, something that's uh, Mm -hmm. a very uh, individual and, but 
time-constrained uh, events, you get very involved in those details. You know, what am I, how am I traveling? You know, what time is it? What am I going to do? And you don't think twice about that when you take the trip. And yet when you think about your right. health, you know, what things should I be doing to keep myself healthy? What things might I need to do very individually? Because maybe I have uh, a condition that I, I have to um, be aware of and be mindful of as I, as I go through um, daily life and, and take that into account. But I also think that there's um, a hesitancy to bring in um, uh, both providers, as you've pointed out, and family members into the conversation. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I think there's a sense of relief as people discover that, one, you don't need to know all the answers, that you have a place that you can go to. And there's other people who understand what you want so that if you get to a situation that's maybe a little bit more emotionally charged or immediate, People aren't trying to figure out what that is. You've already had the conversation. Right. Isn't that a wonderful point, Susan? Um, We're going to get ready for another break. When we come back, though, I would like to address those who have experienced an existing condition and now are making these choices, this choice as to what plan is going to work best for them with an existing um, condition that, that they need to, uh, you know, pay attention to for the future for their own well-being. Okay, we will be right back after this commercial break. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now back to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Welcome back, everyone. And again, we're here with Susan Kosman. 
She is Chief Nursing Officer for Aetna and a plethora of information. Susan, you've been wonderful. These have really been very informative for uh, um, myself and our listeners. I do want to, we went right before our break, I want to touch base on, okay, Susan, now, what if I have an existing condition and I need to plan for my future and how am I going to do that and how do I choose, who's going to help me choose and make the, a good decision on my 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 care plan, how is that going to happen for me? So there's a number of things that happen, and it is such an important thing when you have um, a chronic condition. And some of those examples are uh, maybe something cardiac-related, heart, you know, heart-related, or uh, diabetes. Those are examples that some of the sure. uh, folks might be experiencing. And many of the plans, Aetna um, works this way as well, is that uh, as you enroll in what's called the Medicare Advantage Plan, uh, there's what we call a health needs assessment. And it's a survey that asks questions about, you know, your current um, uh, state and uh, things that we've talked about before. Are there diagnoses that you have? Are there medications that you take? Some questions about activity levels, et cetera. And what that really helps with, and, and primary providers will do this too when you go for an office visit. They'll ask you similar similar kinds of information. But the, what that really helps with is to say, gee, are there areas or programs that are available that can help you with that particular uh, condition? And some of the things that you think about in a care plan are what, uh, who is that provider that you're going to see? And are there multiple um, providers that you want to stay connected with because of uh, the, the situation that you're in? There may come a time when there will be choices about different treatments that could be available to you. A simple example is, you know, you may, there may be an opportunity to go on a different medication and understanding what that might mean. You know, there's a couple of layers of that. What, why would a new medication be better than the one that I'm potentially on already? Is it different? Is it going to make um, my everyday life experience better? Uh, what, what's different about this to change? But then there's also a, a very real uh, financial consideration. What will this new medication cost? And is it something that I can fit into the rest of, uh, of my lifestyle that I, ha- that I have planned? And then also... Uh, opportunities that come up to connect to community resources. They may, these may not be uh, or, and are likely not to be formal parts of your health plan benefits, but they are things that are available based on geographically where you might live and uh, case managers uh, in health plans as well as uh, case managers that might be part of the um, providers organization are very good resources uh, to try to figure out what's out there and what might be applicable. And also, I think with any um, uh, chronic condition, the opportunities for ongoing education and getting engaged in self-care and getting your, um, again, your support system, family engaged in that care and understanding the requirements can be such a great opportunity. It can also be kind of daunting for folks to maybe involve um, uh, in depth, uh, a spouse or your rest of your family members in um, in that care and and that sure. um, and all of that goes on because sometimes there's a, a little bit of a fear of exposing all of that. Right, absolutely. In fact, I I would say if you have an existing condition and everybody's already antennas up and 
almost like you're in the fishbowl being monitored, (laughs) (laughs) waiting for, you know, something to happen. Really, truthfully, what you, what you would really enjoy probably is that the ability to know, Hey, listen, I'm being taken care of and, and financially and medically, as far as my insurance and my care plan, I'm not worrying about it. So as a result, they can take a lot of that pressure off of those that are care providers around them that they don't have to worry about it either. But I believe that most people that have an existing condition that, you know, has to be addressed even on a daily basis, Susan, you know, it, there's a lot emotionally involved in sharing all of those aspects with your family and, again, maybe your spouse, your partner, those people that are immediate in your family that you don't necessarily want to put off alarms, that anything is really, you don't want it to be extenuating circumstances where it's going to be a continuous um, habit of everybody to be concerned about you. I think the word that comes up a lot, it's a great description, is um, people feel like they don't want to be a burden to others. And, there we go. I, and, I, and I appreciate that. I can understand feeling like, wow, you know, I have this, I, I need to deal with it. Or, or maybe even feeling like, you know, I'm an adult, I should be able to deal with this on my own. You know, I should be able to take care right. of this. But as most things in life, it really, it really is about being connected to community, however you define that, you know, whether that's a narrow or a really broad definition, and taking advantage of the fact that in general, and for the most part, just like you as an individual, the rest of the community would be more than willing to help and more than willing to be engaged if you just asked. Uh, and I think that there's more likelihood that there can be a sense of um, uh, of burden, although I think that might be a strong word in this context, if you get to a point where you've now got to make some some pretty um, specific decisions, as I mentioned before, maybe in in tight time frames, and the folks around you aren't really sure what you want. Now you're now you've got uh, sort of another layer of um, of emotion and urgency weighing in on a decision that if you had conversations at a more relaxed time where it was more like, you know, there's a couple of sure. options, let's talk through it. It's a much different process to come to that decision. Oh, absolutely. Embarrassment. That's another word that comes to my mind. Yeah. You know, it, unfortunately, sometimes the the um, health issues that we have create embarrassing situations. And again, if you have someone like your insurance provider that has put this plan together and they have given you and helped you with the resources in order to make connections to people that are, yes, on the outside, but, but still have, have a concern and, and, and a, true, a true meaning in your life, that's a great resource. And I don't think a lot of people understand that that's part of your program. You are actually providing also those people and resources for us to, you know, to, to um, communicate with when we do have situations that, again, we don't really want to talk to or expose ourselves to our family and our friends. Oh, it's a great point. Often when our nurse case managers will call someone, you know, it's not unusual that we hear, is there something wrong with my insurance? <laughs> um, uh, but we have the opportunity to really 
through that connection, uh, be able to, again, that translation and that uh, connection uh, with the provider community part of our network to say, what are all of the resources that we can bring mm-hmm. to bear in this? It, health insurance is not unlike other insurance where a lot of individuals are not aware of everything that's in their policy until you need uh, to use right. it in more of a crisis. Um, but a lot, of, as I mentioned, a lot of these policies have many preventative measures in them, education programs that you can take advantage yes. of uh, at any time. And it's really, you know, making that... Um, reach out and, and having that understanding. But I do think people are very surprised to know that uh, there are, uh, you know, case managers and health plans. You know, we have almost 4,000 nurses in Aetna, but half of those are in case management roles. And I, I think that's, uh, there are many of our uh, peers in the industry that have uh, similar connections. And I, I think it is rather surprising to know that there's that kind of clinical resource and, um, and depth and breadth uh, in the organization. Oh, absolutely. I don't think you really, I don't think the first thing that comes to your mind, I think the first thing that comes to your mind when you talk about insurance is money. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing is the fear of, oh my gosh, what if I need the insurance? Because that means something has happened to me personally, you know, and physically. And then the second part or the third part of that would be, I don't, you really don't, we don't have a good grasp or understanding what all the insurance company really does offer. It's not just covering you with the, with monies for the needs that you have when you seek out in a lot of times emergency situations and then the continued, you know, part of that care. And again, I I really do want to tap in really, really briefly that that care, let's just say there is a severe emergency or there is something that's a larger, you know, some disease that you're dealing with, such as a Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, or, and that you need extended care and a program, that you are, you are saying and stating that these nurse uh, man- case managers, they really can participate for the rest of your life in this program. Yeah, the, the nurse case manager is really there to, again, make that connection with providers, maximize the benefits that you have in the plan, um, those things that uh, might not be so obvious, some of the extra programs that we talked about, be a liaison with the provider community so that they understand that there's this right. resource that can make the connection help um, investigate other community resources that might be appropriate. And in addition to nurses, we also have physicians, pharmacists, behavioral health uh, specialists and counselors, uh, dietitians, social workers. We have a really vast array of clinical uh, resources, again, that connect with um, the provider team and really help um, create a care plan and, and in many instances augment that care plan by maximizing the benefits that are available. That's, and that's beyond, for me, that the value of my, my well-being and the, the assurance that I, again, that I don't have to worry, I don't have to worry about what it is that's next if something does happen to me personally. And I know our listeners feel that same way. And I think that's the biggest message today is that, listen, the resources are right here at your fingertips and really there is a personal interaction and caring. And that's just, again, not what you associate with your (laughs) insurance company or provider. Um, 
real briefly, we're going to take another break, Susan, but I do want to come back and get a little bit more specific about the deadline, what happens mm-hmm. when we, if we miss the deadline, and, uh, and exactly what does, that, um, what does that decision mean as far as, okay, so December 7th, we've made this decision, and now what does that mean for our future? Plus, I believe we've got an um, email from one of our listeners as well. So we'll be right back after this commercial break with Susan Kosman. Thank you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now back to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Again, welcome back, everyone. We are here with Susan Kosman, the Chief Nursing Officer for Aetna. And again, the information today is just, I can't even say how important it is um, for many, many of us that are going to um, need to or have already made the decision by this infamous deadline of December 7th. (laughs) Uh, Before we get back to Susan, um, I'd like to introduce our guest for next week and tickle you a little bit. This is going to be um, how we change inevitably and helping those not recognizing life's changes, those that are not recognizing life's changes. You know, again, as we journey, every day brings new challenges as we learn to reassess what our bodies and our psyche can handle. For those of us who are also monitoring the changes of our parents, it is sometimes 
difficult to know when to have the talk to the mom and dad. Might do better walking with a cane or let's think about adding that bedroom on the first floor so that they don't have to navigate the stairs. And it goes on and on. My guest next week is Shlom Platkin from Cleveland right at home. He will give us insights on the signs that your loved ones need Uh, needs are changing and they might need assistance at home in order to stay at home for as long as they choose. He will also provide wonderful tips on winter safety, staying warm, and avoiding falls in the home when traveling out and about. With the holidays approaching, we will also cover safety with the indoor-outdoor lights, (laughs) plus the right choices for our nutrition. With so many tempting treats this time of the year, good choices are critical for our good health, which includes being active and exercising even in the weather as it gets colder. So tune in next week on December 8th to hear more. Okay, Susan, we're back with you. And now I'd like to do two things. One, I'd like to be specific about um, this December 7th um, deadline. I hate that word, really. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not a good word, but um, uh, this this uh, time period where we have to make this uh, decision. I also would like to um, have our audience, our listeners, understand what if we miss it? Yes. Yeah, so you, as you noted, the deadline is approaching. Open enrollment uh, for en- enrolling in Medicare Advantage plans runs from October fifteenth. Um, to December 7th. So it is coming up. There's a, a, a week and counting, I guess. Uh, and the important time there, and we've talked about some of the things that folks can do to investigate plans. You can go to um, medicare.gov uh, backslash find a plan. Even if you get on the Medicare.gov site, they're pretty, uh, medicare.gov site, it's, it's pretty um, directive to get to those uh, kinds of things. You can also call uh, Medicare at 1-800-633-4227. Uh, and they can, uh, that's a 24 hours a day, seven day a week line um, for questions. But it is really important that you enroll um, at this time. If you miss the time to enroll, mm-hmm. uh, there are some potentially some penalties depending on your personal uh, situation, um, but there is an opportunity, what's called the Medicare Advantage Disenrollment Period, uh, okay. which lasts from, the, <laughs> aptly named, which lasts right. <laughs> from January 1st to February 14th. And that's a time period where if you enrolled um, in a plan and you don't, uh, and you're finding that you don't like it for whatever reason, oh. you can switch from, um, you can switch back to original Medicare, what they call fee-for-service Medicare, Part A and B, um, during that period. You can't switch from one Medicare Advantage plan to the other, say from a, an Aetna to a Humana, but you could switch back um, to Medicare uh, fee-for-service. And you'll also be able to um, pick up a drug plan um, at that point, too. When you um, enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, those things are kind of all bundled into what they call Part C. Um, when you go back to fee-for-service Medicare, I talked about A and B, they cover some different things. And Part D is the prescription part. So if you 
entered into a Medicare Advantage plan um, by December 7th, but you're finding, you know, maybe in January, not the one you wanted to be in, you do have that option in the disenrollment uh, period to go back to fee-for-service Medicare. And then in the next enrollment period, again, which runs every year from October 15th, through or, or sometime in October through December this year, it happened to be the 15th through the 7th, you can then go back and choose another plan. Super. Okay. Well, that's very, very good information because not all of us are good planners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes the choices that we make, it is wonderful to know that there would be an opportunity or for a choice to make or for an opportunity to make a different choice. So that's very, it's a relief that, that feels, that feels good, Susan. Um, We did have a, Oh, go ahead. Did you want to? I was just going to say there are some circumstances where you can, during the year, where you would be able to switch, um, even if it you know didn't come on open enrollment again. And that's if you chose a Medicare Advantage plan and you moved out of their service area, their ge- geographically where they have coverage. Some of the plans are very local. If you entered a nursing home or if you enrolled into Medicaid, then it, the period would open up for you to make a switch. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, well, on that note, we did have a um, call in from Grant from Dallas, Texas, and you've actually he's he has said your information on Medicare was great. For clarification, I won't be sixty five until June. How do I enroll? And if I wanted to make the changes during the year to my plan, can I, which we're addressing. And one last question he does ask, can supplemental emergency and prescription plans be added at any time? Yes, yeah, so a great questions and a lot of a lot of detail underneath those. So actually, um, the Social Security Administration handles Medicare enrollment, and as uh, as well as related issues such as eligibility and um, any uh, late payments that might be there. And I'll talk about that in a second. And the Medicare agency deals mainly with the coverage and payment issues. So what will be in the plan and what will be covered under the plans. So Grant, if you're already receiving Social Security retirement or disability benefits when you become eligible for Medicare, the Social Security Administration will sign you up for Medicare Parts A and B, and you'll receive your ID card through the mail. If you're not receiving Social Security, you must apply um, for Medicare benefits. And a way to do that is to call your Social Security office uh, or call Social Security agency at 800-772-1213, or you can go to the Social Security website if you're comfortable doing that. If you're not, what's really important here is if you're not receiving Social Security benefits at age 65, you won't be notified when it's time for you to enroll. So you Mm -hmm. must actively enroll. And it's important, as I mentioned before, if you miss this initial enrollment deadline, there are some late penalties that you'll have to pay. And again, the Social Security Administration is the best source for what that might be in your individual case. So I really do um, encourage, almost urge anyone who's turning 65 and and in this um, situation to visit medicare.gov and go on, sign up and change plans to find out more about when you can enroll in your particular situation. Okay. And so that question of supplemental emergency or prescription plans, can they be added at any time, Susan? Susan? 
You can actually um, pick a standalone prescription plan. Sometimes they're called um, PDPs um, at, uh, uh, or when you enroll in an Advantage plan uh, that includes the drug coverage, as I mentioned before. With Part D, when you do that standalone, it's important to enroll as soon as you're eligible. Otherwise, you could face a penalty similar to not choosing uh, Medicare uh, at, the, at the right time when you uh, age into it. And it's important, I talked a little bit about uh, Medicare Part D is an addition to Parts A and B, and you will pay extra for it, generally a monthly premium plus potentially yearly deductibles and co-payments. And there are um, some limitations around um, Part D coverage. So I talked about it before. There's different formularies, um, different uh, lists of drugs that are covered with different um, costs to them. And there's also... uh, what's called a donut hole in coverage, where there's a period where you pay um, additional uh, costs until you reach a maximum, um, and then uh, the the coverage uh, picks up again at a different rate. So um, it's important um, for you to understand what that might be in each of the plans, but again, kind of tied to... um, when you're turning 65. And for supplemental insurance, also equally important, if you do that when you first turn 65, there's a six-month enrollment period to buy Medigap insurance. Once that six-month enrollment period passes, you will be subject to a review process called medical underwriting, which could affect, depending on your individual circumstance, could affect what you pay for that differently than if you signed up right in that six-month period after you turn 65. Wow. Very, very good. So that's a lot of information at the very end of our show. If you would like to email myself, Laura at lauraminiff.com. If you have missed or weren't able to write any of that down (laughs) and you have questions for Susan, but also if you'd like to contact Susan directly, please feel free to email Susan at Kosmans, K-O-S-M-A-N-S at Aetna. A-E-T-N-A dot com or feel free to call at 1-860-273-4275. Susan, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Again, you have given us a plethora of information to consider and a lot of wonderful knowledge. And again, relieving the fear that's surrounded by health insurance coverage. I can't, again, express our my appreciation enough. Um, So thank you again for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. We're going to sign off today. Thanks for listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. This is Laura Minniff saying goodbye. Have a great day and enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us this week for Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Laura Minnep, next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you live in your healthiest environment.